Welcome to the Larry Kreider's Leadership Podcast. Larry is the author of over 40 books, the founder of Dove International, a worldwide family of churches and ministries in six continents, and has over 50 years of leadership experience. He and his guests will share inspirational leadership insights from their journey with God. These insights, gleaned from serving leaders in many nations, will transform your life and leadership. For more information on Larry's books and resources, visit LarryKreider.com. Larry Crider here with the Larry Crider Leadership Podcast. So glad you joined us today. We learned these small things that we can change in leadership that will make a massive difference in our lives, not only for us, but for those we serve in leadership. With me in the studio today are my long-term friends, <laughs> Bill and Val Landis. Welcome. Yeah, yeah it's great to be here. So Morning. good to have you guys here. Yeah. And you've been involved with Youth of the Mission and Leadership in many roles for many years. How many years, Bill? <laughs> ah, it's over 40 now. Isn't that something? Wow, that's hard 40, to believe. I yeah. remember when you were a teenager, I was. you come to Bible study, exactly. and then you're going to this YWAM thing, and, yeah. and the rest has been history. Sure. And you yes. met Val in YWAM, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Tyler, Tyler, Texas. In Tyler, Texas. Yeah. I remember being there with you one yeah, time. Yeah, that's many, right, many I do. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into it. You guys carry so much that uh, leaders around the world need to hear. Mm-hmm. And uh, so let's go back in the day, kind mm-hmm. of when you guys are growing growing up, mm-hmm. and maybe Val, we'll start with you. How about okay. that? And just what was it like growing up? How did you come to Christ? Just a couple mm-hmm. of those things. Then we'll get into some leadership principles sure. after that. Um, I'm actually originally from South Dakota. Oh, South Dakota. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, I grew up, I had the blessing of growing up in a Christian home. Yeah. My folks grew up in a conservative church, Bible-believing church. Okay. My story overlaps with theirs. They were hungry for God, wanting more, more of Him, and working through some issues in their life. So they eventually connected with more of a charismatic type of pastor okay. that um, taught them principles of the Lord about breaking bondages, inner healing. Wow. So as their marriage was transformed, I was grade four at that point, I also encountered the Holy Spirit. It was just a sweet, childlike experience sure. with the Lord. I was walking through when they were having a prayer meeting. They turned to me and said, uh, would you like to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? I said, sure. Wow. <laughs> so they prayed over me, and I, I had my prayer language, and I actually had a really genuine encounter with the Lord that was a life-changing thing for me. I, the The God of the Bible became a real person. Beautiful. It is. It, it was beautiful, beautiful. and life, life-changing life for me. So. Wow. Bill, how about mm-hmm. you? For seven years yeah. Longest. Well, my journey uh, started also in a conservative church here in yeah. Lancaster. And we had these revival meetings, and these revival meetings, uh, the preacher would come and he would declare. Uh, in some ways, he scared scared us into heaven. You know, we call that fire insurance, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he made hell rather hot, and uh, <laughs> and I, uh, you know, I waited, and I, but the Holy Spirit was definitely working sure. on me, and I did go forward uh, mostly out of fear, out of I didn't want to go to hell, and. Uh, but truth be told, I had a supernatural encounter at that yeah. altar. My Great first God. experience of anything that was um, something I couldn't control. It was the presence right. came, right. and I had a, a something touched me that mm. started me on my journey. Mm. And then, truthfully, uh, you got to be a part of the next pieces of mm. it. And uh, I was a friend of mine brought me to a Bible study called Rama. Right. And uh, your uh, teaching and input at that time. Mm. You know, that's where I heard about Jesus needed to be Lord of everything. I heard right. about Holy Spirit, that He could fill us and enable us. Uh, and, and both of those encounters were significant. 
along with a Keith Green concert, where oh, he also talked about right. lordship. Yep. And uh, all sure. those were the, the, the compelling moments in my life where I encountered something, someone supernatural. Yeah, I remember when you came to that Bible study, you were a teenager. I was. I remember you are still yeah. in high school with and some we of your friends, yeah. and you were so hungry for God. Yeah. And your heart was always one more Jesus. You know, yeah. As long as I've known you, yes. you know, I've seen that in you. Yes. So with the two of you, did you had, let's talk about how you came together then. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? What happened next, and how did you come together? Well, we were both doing a YWAM training at Tyler, Texas. Bill, Bill's older than me. <laughs> <laughs> so he was there a couple of years. <laughs> um, so uh, he spoke to, in my DTS, talking about his mobile team, ministry mobile team that traveled. So I, I met him then, and then later on at our in my next course, training course. So Yeah, mine was a little bit more of a journey. Uh, I was, I became aware, I... Really, on my journey after the, the Bible study, after right. high school, I went to Youth with a Mission right. in Texas. And we ended, I ended up taking, I really had a, a major encounter at my DTS, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, that's where the Lord exposed my heart. Right. Mm-hmm. That much of it was uh, the love of money was at the root of my motivations mm-hmm. and made my decisions. And so I had to humble myself and ask forgiveness and also give all my money away. Wow. And so it was in that place where God began to call yeah. me to the nations. And, uh, and that was out of, we went down to Mexico for outreach and uh, we distributed Bibles. And it blew yeah. my mind that we almost have riots to get a Bible. Wow. And of course, I grew up with yeah. Bibles like crazy. Yeah. I hadn't even read the whole thing yet. Right. And, right. and it right. just, uh, God began to call me to, that I would live in some nation I never knew the name of. And uh, at that time, and he expected me to say yes. It took me a couple of weeks to say yes. Uh, when I did, um, then as I was, I was interested, in, of course, in getting married someday. But the first line out of my mouth usually was, uh, I'm going to be living some country. I don't know the name of it yet. And most <laughs> ladies went far away from me then. Uh, Val did not. <laughs> and I began to pray for someone that had a similar uh, spiritual journey as I had, a similar calling before they met me. Because yeah. uh, I realized the calling had to be hers, not mine. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, again, most times I would meet young ladies, they would go the other way. Uh-huh. Uh, but when I met Val, I knew she was the one right off. I knew this was the one I've been praying for for a couple of years. Val, did you know that when you met him? Did you know not, he was the one? Not Same instantly. I mean, I liked him, but... Yeah, it took a while. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. moves faster than I do, so... <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I just... I've been praying so often. So let's talk about that. He moves faster than you do. So that's been motive operandi for you, for you guys in most of your yeah. life. He's the visionary. Yeah. You're kind of holding on to the kite string. <laughs> yes, very much, yeah. Uh, yeah, he always sees in the future, and I'm like, present day, how's our team doing? Can we do this? You know. So doing? let's talk about that a little bit before we go on. Yeah. How sure. does that work practically? You know, for you guys. I think in every marriage there's a healthy tension. Right. You know, we're gifted opposites. So it's meant to complement, and it does, but sometimes it, it was the tension of, okay, Bill needs to slow down. I need to have eyes of faith. So in that way, okay. it's been really good. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Laverne and I have been the same, so we uh, really understand this. Yeah, right. sure. yeah I, I would say for me, I, I'm able to see the future. I just do. It's not right. something I have to work at. Mm-hmm. So, of course, that gives me life. She has a lot of life from, from building team. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so I, I always said that, the two of us worked, and both of us were taught. I mean, I, I'm a natural visionary, but my dad insisted on a 
A to Z plan on any idea before he would say yes to anything. Oh, okay. So I had to learn this, uh, you know, application of how do you take an idea, yeah. uh, uh, put it into action, which both she have that too. So we both have a development gift. Yeah. She good. has the team building gift and I have the where we're going gift. Good, that's all. And it's made a good team, but it, it's brought lots of attention. So having, <laughs> so. having a chapter two has meant a lot to you, right? Yeah. Because you're down yes. and down. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Yes, for yeah. sure. Yes. That, that, so we good. come together on that part. Uh-huh. Uh, but she definitely is the team. Uh, she remembers everybody's birthdays, the details of the <laughs> right. And, uh, she makes it family, makes it right. into a community yeah. uh, much more than, and I, I follow her on that one. It's good. That's honest. a great leadership principle. Yeah. That's a, yeah. anyway, I'm so glad you do both on this podcast because we need good models of yeah. men and women of God and married who walk together. Yes. And every marriage is different. We know yes. that. Sure. Uh, but you guys have had a great, yeah. great model in, in leading others. So this nation you talked about, Bill, that... Well, it turned out to be Grenada to start. Okay. Uh, but of course, I was a little bit, a little bit um, young and thinking I could do three nations in three years. And <laughs> <laughs> it turned out not to be that case. It took us six, five or six years, seven years just to do the first one. And then, yeah. and you which know, nation came after that? Uh, after Grenada was Barbados. Okay. And then we were there eight or 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then we helped someone else start the third one, which was Trinidad and Tobago. We didn't actually move there, but it came out of our journey. Sure. Uh, and we ended up helping with Jamaica then. Mm-hmm. So you've done a lot of birthing over the years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, and how many children do you have? We three. have three. three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Of course, they were with you on mission. Yeah. All yeah. This, yeah. All this we're family and mission. And we have five grandchildren, too. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we only have one more than you, so <laughs> you're catching up really quick. Yeah, well, that's, that's great. Yeah. So talk to us about the next leg of your journey then. Mm. You know, in Caribbean, I know you spent a lot of time yeah. in the Caribbean, mm-hmm. and, and I asked you before we get we actually got on this broadcast, what is your title? And you said, we don't really use titles. You'd be basically, you said senior YWAMers at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I know you gave lots of leadership yeah. over sure. the years in the Caribbean <laughs> and different nations. Sure. Talk about how that transpired. Well, I'd probably start start by, uh, I, you know, maybe I I back up a little bit on how that journey happened. Sure, please do. Uh, I didn't see my own potential uh, as a leader. Okay. I, I, um, in fact, my journey has was a little bit like I embraced the idea of of going to another country, but then I ended up helping with some training. I ended up on a mobile team. Sure. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, one of the outreaches, honestly, we had three engines blow up on the same journey. I was one of the staff, and uh, and yeah, well, I wasn't the mechanic, but I, I took the bus to get it fixed, the engine out each time, right. and I, I uh, honestly, I had to grow in my trust in God's ability, even when I didn't understand, mm. and good. I good. actually left missions bitter. I was like, God, you asked me to go live in another country, and you can't even keep the stupid engines working yeah, on my yeah, bus. I mean, we yeah. went down a mountain. You know, a, a right. really steep mountain with a hairpin corner. I was driving. We should have gone off the cliff and all died, but supernaturally we didn't, and we didn't right. roll the bus and the whole works. It was wow. I was. Wow. It was. It traumatized me a bit, but the issue was, can I trust his character or not? Mm. And I decided, you know what? If you can't keep the engine running, and I made an accusation against God, mm. and I began to judge him. And so, but I knew I had had in my DTS and in my training, I had such a encounter with the living God that I know he was the only way. He's the only honest one. He's the only truthful leader that we can ever follow. 
And so I was like, I'm not leaving uh, fellowship with other believers. And I stayed at a local church. And in one time in the middle of that local church, during a worship time, I hear God come to me right in the middle of it. Mm. And he's like, what is your problem? I'm just like that, you know? And I was like, well, you didn't keep the engine. And he said, well, let me explain. You said to me that you'd be willing to do anything I ever ask Mm. of you. So I left the engine. This is why. And he began to tell me all the story of every person on the bus. Wow. And by the end of it, I'd have repent. I was yeah. like, God, you yeah. knew what you were doing. You should have made the engines. You, you were trying to grow character in people, and they were not responding, and you were correcting us. Thank you for letting me in. And it began to be, and that has been a part of my journey uh, of, of uh, growing that trust. Yeah. So anyway, I ended up leaving a mobile team. We did evangelism on the road first. It's called the Caribbean Mobile Team. Right. We led hundreds of people to the Lord in all kinds of towns wow. in the southern United States. And then we fly out of Miami and we get down to uh, go to Grenada or Trinidad or Barbados. Mm-hmm. We, we call it trailblazing going in. And we, we actually were in Trinidad when that invasion happened mm-hmm. in Grenada. Mm-hmm. And we had prayed. We had a whole times of God speaking to us that he was going to open up Grenada. And we were in Trinidad when it happened. Wow. And then we were like, well, we got to get to Grenada. And we did get there and we learned about fasting and and because uh, the first week we didn't need anybody the Lord, which was unusual for us. Right. And then we thought we, we ended up fasting out of, out of Isaiah, that whole portion. Right. Sure. And then we had hundreds of people come to the Lord. Wow. And, and that sparked uh, the beginnings of this is the nation to go and pioneer at. Beautiful. And, uh, Beautiful. So that's how we got there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, you get hundreds of stories. This is amazing. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> and I did want to just backtrack for a minute. Sure. Uh, you know, were there leadership? Did you expect you'd be in leadership like this then? And were there any leadership? Did God do anything to prepare you when you were growing up for leadership? Um, well, I mean, I I pretty much walked with the Lord as a child, hearing right. His voice. Sure. So learning obedience as a child. I would typically pray and ask the Lord, you know, what should I do for the school year? What sport should I do? And he would right. say yes or no, and I would do it. So learning obedience, even when it was hard, didn't mean I was always successful. So those were good character-building lessons. But, yeah, I was like a youth group leader, um, helped start a Bible study at our public high school. So different things like that. Although I went to have looked at myself as a leader or a missionary maternal. Right. Because I, I didn't have outward gifts of, you know, teaching, singing, preaching, you know, the missionary right. evangelistic. I, that's not my strength, but I don't know. God God asks if you're available, so exactly. <laughs> that's the basic qualification. <laughs> you love him and you do it. <laughs> exactly. Yep. So. Yeah, so I, I was a part of this Bible study, right. the Rhema Bible study, and uh, of course you would remember that, I don't. This is my version of what I remember. Sure, yours, yours might uh, vary on. But <laughs> we we had we were about uh, I I think maybe twenty five, maybe thirty. We began to fill up that uh, yeah. basement uh, right. building, and uh, as I recall it, we went away for a uh, kind of a retreat mm-hmm. thing, and we had a prophetic word that our numbers were going to greatly increase. Right. Uh, I remember it distinctly because I think I. I actually had the word, but I was too afraid to say it. Really? And I, as I recall it, I said, Lord, if that's really you, then make it come out of somebody else's mouth. And boom, yeah. that was the first time I really knew I heard God's voice. Wow. It came out of somebody else's mouth. And, and then we came back and us 25 or 30, right. all of a sudden our numbers went to 200 or right. whatever the number was. And we had yeah. to move down to effort. Yeah. And so us 25 or 30 became what was called the pillars. Yep. Uh, and yeah, we, we were that. kind of the ones. I that were... forgot that. You said it right now. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, we became the pillars and we were supposed to lead it. And then, then the Lord began to speak about starting one down at our barn, in which Lancaster. is in the southern end of Lancaster. Right. And uh, a few of us gathered together, began to seek the Lord yeah. of, of what he might want to do. Exactly. And, uh, and then he began to direct us on how to start it. And then we started it. And then I went to YWAM at that point somewhere. Then you left us and went to YWAM. Right? <laughs> yeah. And by the time I came back, it was Dove uh, Fellowship. I know. You know so yeah, I, I would say the, the big principle that I got out of it, I, I'll never forget it, is yeah. that that God actually has to grow the container of people right. that he would entrust with more people. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, God can seem to snap his fingers and all of a sudden there's a whole pile of people there. Right. Uh, but will the 25 or 30 right. uh, be able to um, help? Character yeah, character to, to, to right. Right. disciple them. Exactly, exactly. Something. So any of the leadership lessons you remember learning as you were young in those days? That was the that was, that was the, the big one. That was the big one, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we think we've arrived yeah. at that, and then yeah. God shows us something else yes. that we haven't yeah. understood sure. about yeah, Lordship. Sure. Yeah. So, anything more on your leadership journey uh, before we get into team building and all the stuff you guys have learned? You guys, I got a lot of good questions to ask you. <laughs> I yeah, I think the big one that would be from the leadership journey part um, right. was. I, you know, I, it's the area of serving. Uh, so when I came back after the engines blew up and I got right. bitter and all that, right. I came back just to serve. Mm. And and I think what I resonated with me, I didn't realize that serving will eventually, uh, what do you call it, catapult you into leading. <laughs> um, and I didn't realize that. And I uh, a guy named Wick Neese saw that potential yeah, in me. And he actually made the mistake, to be quite honest, of promoting a natural leader first. Oh, yeah. And the natural leader was really gifted leadership-wise, but he wasn't basing it upon a serving thing. It was basing upon how he could advance. Right. Yeah. And he ended up hurting a bunch of people. And yeah. Wick tells the story of how that was his big shifting point uh, when he's uh, evaluating young people who he should uh, open the door up for. Yeah. Uh, and so anyway, I... I Went whack with the heart to serve, and of yep. course Jesus—that is Jesus' model—he yeah. came to servanthood. Yeah, well, yeah. whoever heard of the King who created it all came down as a servant That's and served right. us? Exactly. That's crazy. just crazy, you know. It and, and it's crazy just, good. It is wonderful, <laughs> absolutely wonderful. It's what won my heart. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Val, anything else did you learn over this year? You want to talk about now? Um, well, I think one of my big leadership lessons, being in leadership and being married to a leader, was learning how to forgive and not carry second offenses. Mm, talk we, about that. Yeah, it's it's been a continual lesson. Hopefully I'm learning. <laughs> but um, when we moved to Grenada, we were in our early 20s leading our peers. So we were all learning together, mm -hmm. but we were the leaders. And so... Um, yeah, specifically, we had to make different decisions. I think, yeah, I can remember the story, but uh, we were making a decision on a, how, how long we work in a day. And, you know, there were other couples on the team. They didn't like the decision. The women were verbally, you know, discussing it back and forth with Bill. I got, I got hurt by it. I was like, wait, what the heck? You're yelling at my husband. Right. We're all friends here. What are you doing? Right, right. <laughs> and uh, I went back to my room. I'm I'm slower to process, so I was processing, realizing that that hurt me, and um, I didn't, I didn't go to them right away, and I didn't speak about it. Mm -hmm. So I wrote them a letter, and I was going to present it to them the next day. We left on a trip, and I ended up uh, losing the letter. 
But the <laughs> losing the letter, someone stole your purse. Yeah, okay. It was a, little, a little more dramatic. I said about you're not you're not sending that letter. Right. And for at least before. a day. You must you must pray on it and let it lay there for a day. It was the day before anyway. we had internet, you know, you'd pop sure. up and thank the Lord I didn't send it. But right. anyway, it was a it was a convicting moment where learning that when you're in leadership, particularly for the spouse, not to take on the offense. Right. Bill had the grace to forgive right away, but it was me who heard it. Oh, wow, they're talking about, and I know, because I know him well, I know that his heart was right. Sure. So the words hurt me, but learning to release, you know, forgive and release, mm-hmm. and not carry it as the, the spouse was huge, and, you know. Yeah, we often call that a borrowed offense. If we yeah. borrow an offense, oh, yeah. someone else, <laughs> we yeah. don't have the grace to <laughs> yeah. deal with it. And, you know, when it happens to you, you can forgive. Yeah. Did, Bill. Yes. Yes. And that can often happen. Many leadership couples deal with that, so I appreciate mm. you bringing mm-hmm. that up. Yeah. And obviously forgiveness is gold. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> Jesus forgave us and sure. quickly skill, forgiving. Huh? Yeah. It won't be to leadership. Sure. Yeah. Forgiving quickly. Sure. Anyone called to leadership yes. is going to have people say things, do things, yes. misunderstand that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's just leadership. Yeah, it yeah. is. That is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's what we're called to serve leadership, yeah. as you yeah. said so well. Good. Yeah. So what are some things you wish you would have known when you started back in those days? Well, I, this is a personality type, but I tend to be overly responsible. Okay. So learning that people's choices and how fast they grow doesn't depend on me being a perfect leader and doing right. everything right. Right. God had to really adjust that. As well as realizing that discipleship is long-term, just like parenting is. So you invest, you invest, and you pray. It doesn't always bear fruit right away. Right. Or sometimes people make a detour, and, you know, you have to keep praying. Just realizing that discipleship is a longer process. Yes. Sometimes painful, but worth it in the end. Right. Just, you know. And discipleship sometimes is discipling others that we have a plan for their lives. <laughs> we think it's a God plan. Yeah. It, it might be. Yeah. But God may have another plan, and it's we true. have them for a season to pour into their lives. Yeah. They're often some other part of the body sure. of Christ doing exactly. something totally different. Sure. And that's true. a real test for us as leaders. When, oh, sure. yeah, for sure. I'm sure it's happened to you. It's happened to oh. me many, many, yeah. many times. Sure, I'm sure. sure. For yes. you guys also. Especially in YWAM, we have... Turnover, you release the youth, yes. you pour into them and release them. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's hard on your heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a, a good one because you you realize that um, we've I've heard it said you have to keep everybody in the open palm. That's good because mm-hmm. you're not good, they don't yeah. belong to you. You're that's not right. their their true shepherd. Right. You're yeah. a uh, a helpful shepherd mm-hmm. maybe or a helpful uh, mentor, mentor yeah. but you're not going to be. And I, I probably learned that in my own journey because I I. Um, I remember when I was really mad at God because of uh, the mentor, his name was Wick, mm-hmm. was mentoring yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, he had brought me to a certain point and he started investing in some other young guys. Right. And I was like, and I got moved to some other person <laughs> I didn't even know. And I was like, what wait a minute, God, yeah. this is not cool. And I remember distinctly God coming to me and saying, look, I am your mentor yes. i am your trainer yeah. you will have a person i'll bring him into your life for the season to yep. impart to what, I, what they have and what mm-hmm. they carry and then it'll be uh yeah. i'll bring another person in and so i'm very grateful to have yeah. had i mean later on we'll talk more about the four or five fathers i've had but right you know that it really impacted my my Good. journey but you, you asked the question about what i wish uh yep. we would uh, and There's started, you know. Well, yeah, I, I just think the whole thing for being a visionary, uh, that vision is for an appointed time. And oftentimes yeah. there's a, a, 
a preparation time for God to release it. Yeah. And I, I kind of, we had taken time, we had visited Grenada a number of times, ministered there. So we wrote a vision, and you should write a vision. You should write the vision down so right. the runner can run, right. how it talks about. But also, I, I, it was really, I didn't know it in the beginning that I would have to let go of 50, 60, 70% of that. Right. And 30 or 40% was really the heart of God. The rest of it was my... Uh, gathering of ideas, and maybe those pieces will unfold somewhere down the future. But I, the first year or two, that was a hard wrestle. Right, it's like, right. no, no, I got to do all this because right. we took time before the Lord, and really it was the 30 or 40 percent. And so I had to realize I we had never lived in Grenada, we didn't right. know the dynamics. There's all kinds of stuff that we didn't know and aren't aware of mm-hmm. when we wrote the vision. So it really, I wish I would have known that. That would have been very yeah. helpful. I would have been much less um, uh, in, in tension yeah. uh, if I would have known that, that as you go along, That's God so will refine the vision yes. and he'll purify it and he'll uh, focus it and so that you actually accomplish the right things at the right time right. and not, right. not try to do all of it because some of it was not for the appointed time. Yeah, well, Paul you know, says in 1 Corinthians, says we hear in part, prophesy yeah. in part. Yeah. That's right. And, you know, so we think we have it all, but so, <laughs> I find some of my vision has been a Lowry vision more than a God vision. Exactly. You know, so you we, have to let go. we get the 10%, 20%, yes. 30 40%, whatever yeah. it is, God, that does yes. happen. Yeah. And yeah. the rest might happen or it might yeah. happen in a different way yeah. than yeah. somebody else. Yes. Exactly. Uh, but yes. that's so, so good. Anything yeah. else on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, out of it, uh, we ended up creating the first missions movement out of Grenada. They, they sent missionaries to Venezuela, so to, cool. to West Africa, to Albania. They had never sent any missionaries yeah. before. Mm-hmm. They only thought yeah. they were receivers of the gospel. But yeah. that was because God focused us. Yeah. You know, and so you have to go through the refiner process yeah. for what the dream of God actually is yeah. to be fulfilled. Yeah. So. You know, I, I talk about you in, in uh, one of the books I've written, The Craft of Spiritual Fathers and Mothers. Yes. And we were in Bar- you're in Barbados mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, ministering, s- sending uh, leaders to the Zambia. Uh, to talk to us yes. about it. That, that was yeah. the coolest story. I mean, it, it really yeah. touched my heart so yeah. deeply. It was, it, was, it, was the, it was the Gambia. The Gambia, right? Yeah, West Africa. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so we, we uh, there was a season in our mission where each, uh, all, the, all the ministries really, it was, I could do it with the uh, Lausanne, Billy Graham Association right. ask the ministries it's of the world the collaboration to adopt right. and reach people groups yeah. and so Barbados had adopted the, a, a people group in West Africa in the Gambia, Gambia and Senegal it's two or three million mm-hmm. people that run reached and so we began to pray for them we had no idea how to get among them and uh, so we ended up uh, doing myself and another gentleman did an advanced trip and went way out in the you know 10 hours 12 hours wow. up into the interior wow found the people group, found a place to live, and, and then developed a team, trained the team, awesome. and uh, sent them to uh, to live among them. So, yeah. In the, mud huts. In mud huts and, and like the whole works come wow. down. Wow. And, yeah, there's yeah. still, there's still the, the only portions of the gospel among the Sarahuli at this point. Yeah. So there's still much to be done. I mean, we've led some people to, to believers, but uh, yeah. it's not been a an outpouring yet mm. of, of where right. the transformation that right. we have prayed right. for right. and we've longed for. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we also happen. sent teams to, to the, to the Albania yeah. gypsies, which there was totally other. It was a reaping time. Wow. I mean, a whole bunch of our Caribbean mm. people planted churches and fellowships Beautiful. that are still Beautiful. going on today. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah. So that was, 
it was interesting how both people groups were unreached. Yeah. One has a thriving movement among yeah. it, and the other still is in the uh, seed planting stages. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's so important that you share that because many, many listening to this podcast think, well, I've had a vision, I've tried it, mm-hmm. and it just hasn't worked out the way I thought. And yet, in other areas, we see great blessing. Yeah. Yes. And that's a God thing. Yes. You know, we simply obey the Lord, take the steps of faith, exactly. yes. and God's the one that brings the increase. It's yes. totally that you know, yeah. we, we lay the foundations yes. in yes. And God uses other people to bring into his grace. Yeah, I can't really believe it, but we are soon out of time. We've okay. already done. But I, I'd really like to have you back. Sure, you know, sure. And, and talk to us about today. Today, now you're living here in Pennsylvania, yes. in USA, yes. and you're involved in YWAM Lancaster. Yes. Talk to us a bit about that and how you get back and how that happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, how, Well, I, I would say um, our focus now that we're senior YWAMers is um, investing in the next generation. I love to do coaching for younger missionaries, being there, walking alongside yeah. of them, something we did fully experience when we were overseas. So it's our heart and passion to develop debriefing, like a resource team when they travel mm-hmm. back in for rest and equipping them to go out. So since the Lord has brought us to Lancaster County, which is has that rich history of missions and giving, it's just like the perfect spot to do that. So that's mm-hmm. part of my heart and passion. Yeah, and, and the way I would describe it is is that um, uh, we got drafted to help start a, a Youth with a Mission Lancaster. Right, right. So I, I had been asked... By Lauren Cunningham himself, huh? <laughs> uh, well, actually, it was by the Lord himself exactly. in, in this one. Uh, I, we, I mean, honestly, I was having my devotion time and out sure. of the blue. Uh, I've been asked many times to start it. Yeah. I always declined because we had lots to do in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. I wasn't looking for more work. And, right. and honestly, I, I was having my quiet time and the Lord showed up mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in one of those divine moments. Yep. And just basically said this, this gentleman was going to call me and offer his property to start YWAM. And he was telling me basically a year to be involved and help him bring it about. Wow. So I wrote in my journal and I knew enough at that time, whenever God speaks to me, yeah. I'm supposed to agree with him exactly. and ask him to do what the very thing he said he wants to do. And so mm-hmm. I did. And, and six or seven weeks later, that gentleman called me. And, wow. and so we got, we got drafted into uh, seeing this birth because Beautiful. we honestly, the Lord wants to do another missions movement out yes. of Lancaster. Yeah. He wants that. I, I've yeah. been all over the world. And you say you're from Pennsylvania, and they say, oh, you're from Lancaster. Yep. <laughs> and then they say, and you're probably from a Mennonite background, too. Yep. And I have to say yes to yep. both of those. And because Lancaster has been an has yeah. impacted nations, and God destiny. wants to do it again. And, I agree and for us, that. we're thrilled to be, I'm, I'm, I'm 61 now, mm. to be investing in a whole pile of 20-year-olds sure. is, is just, I, would, I love it. Yeah. We both love investing mm-hmm. in them, and so mm-hmm. we yeah. believe there'll be another uh, nation-changing movement out of Lancaster. And I agree for, yeah. with that. You know, there's something going on in the body of Christ in Lancaster, working with ministries, YWAM and many others, yeah. and yeah. working together to see the kingdom grow, not only here, but around the world. Yes, mm-hmm. and, but I, I get the same response yeah. as I travel. People know from Pennsylvania, and they say, oh, do you know this person? It's probably yeah. somebody from Lancaster County. <laughs> yeah, really. Probably mission somehow. Yes. And it, it's just awesome. Well, I'm going to have you back. We're going to talk sure. about lots more, sure. you know, leadership, sure. and maybe challenges you've had, things mm-hmm. you've learned about leadership. And I want to hear from you about how you do fundraising and what do you call that, partner development? I do, yes. Okay, we want to talk about that. Sure. You do that so well, better than most people that I know. I want to talk to you about cross-cultural leadership because sure. you've done that, working with many cultures mm-hmm. and leadership yeah. and, and much more. Mm-hmm. Now, for those listening today, check out the show notes, Bill Valandis, YWM Lancaster, anything else that you guys would carry. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all on the show notes. You can connect with them. And uh, any, any last-minute words of advice you have before we close out today? 
Uh, last one would be um, let your heart continue to be captivated by the person Jesus. Ooh, I love that. Because yeah. if that's not, nothing else will work. Say it again. It's so good. Make sure your heart stays captivated mm. by the person Jesus yeah. because everything comes out of that. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Val, anything you want to share, closing? I can hardly beat that. But <laughs> yeah, really? I don't know. I, feel, I think for us as leaders or just believers is don't quit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. To stay true, keep your heart soft. That's right. Yeah, and I can say mm-hmm. you said you know you're 61, mm-hmm. and you know I'm almost 72. Yes. Wow. And you know you look back, and it's like man, life goes so fast. Yes. You just make every day it count. Does. Yeah. It does. It's so it important. Well, we love you guys, and Thank known you. you for so many years, and it's an honor mm-hmm. to have you on the podcast, and we'll have you back. Sure. Okay. And uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us today for the Larry Carter Leadership Podcast again, where we learn these principles. From others from throughout the world who've walked in leadership that can help us in our journey mm-hmm. in leadership from now and in the future. Again, check out the show notes, more about Bill and about Landis and all the things that God has done in them and through them. And uh, we'll see you back here next week. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to Larry Kreider's Leadership Podcast. If you want more information about any of Larry's books, daily devotionals, small group resources, or any other teachings, go to LarryKreider.com.